often, you know, when business owners start to think, is it the right to enter scale? They start to say to themselves, what do I actually mean by scaling? What do I actually need by scaling? Will I need more expertise? Will I need more processes? Will I need more staff? Where will I get those staff from? Is there going to be a cost to scaling a business? So the consequence of that is that they think that they're just going to be taking on more burdens to the already overload that they've already got in their life and in their business so far. They decide that it's not the right time to scale. Anytime is the right time to scale. You're here with Jacqueline Day from strategicperformancecoaching.com. She is also a co-author with Pat Masidi in the book Dream Big and Act Fast. And Jacqueline is an award-winning master coach. She has 15 years of helping businesses and entrepreneurs to grow, scale, and thrive using the strategies in her 3D program, which is the Business Mastery Escalator, the six laws to grow, scale, and thrive. She's a master coach, a mindset expert, and an international speaker. So we are here to solve some business problems and get some business owners back on track. So Jacqueline, glad to be talking to you. Thanks. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Robert. It's, it's a pleasure to be here with you. And it is a pleasure to have you here. So there are these people out there that have businesses of all shapes and sizes, and what sorts do you help and where are they stuck these days? Well, you know, I've helped all sizes of businesses, but the, the Business Mastery Escalator, the six laws to grow, scale, and thrive, I'm really targeting those who have been in business, say, two, three years, and they're just getting stuck on getting to that next level. And so what does a next level look like? Is it like a, a certain level of income, certain level of employees or clients? What's the next level? Well, it could be all of those. It all depends upon what the aspirations are of that business. And what I will say, Robert, is the, the strategies that businesses have used to get to, say, a five or six bigger business are going to be the very strategies that will hold them back from getting to that seven-figure business. So as they grow and scale, they're going to have to change how they're actually operating in the business themselves. And that makes sense. When you're first starting that business, you're looking for that proof of concept. You're, you're saying, I don't need to have everything perfect, organized, systematized. I'm just getting it started. I just want something that works. And I know that I may be putting in more time and work than I would want to do forever because I just, I know that it's temporary. I know that I cannot sustain this. This is just to get to that pivoting or jumping off point to expand even better. And so what sorts of things are businesses doing to get past six figures and what are they doing to get to seven figures and beyond? Well, we often, a business owner in the early stages of the first few years of their business, they absolutely love the reason and their reason why they came into business but they find that they're actually wearing all the hats. So what do I mean by wearing all the hats? What I actually mean is they're wearing the HR hat, they're wearing the sales and marketing hat, the finance hat, the production, the delivery hat. And slowly that passion that they had for their business starts to burn out because they get burnout as well. And what that means is that they become they become the jack of all departments, but the master of none. So in order to grow, 
They need to be able to sit back and review what their business actually needs. So when they have the right people in the right places doing the right work for them, they can then step away and be the business leader that they're meant to be so that they're actually working on the strategic goals, on the strategic vision for their business. So they're working, as we've heard many times, working on the business instead of actually in the business. And I that, love that. No, thank you. <laughs> thank I, you. And, and what you described there, there's kind of like almost like a, a four or five step process there that it seems like no one tells us this going in, right? When we jump in with entrepreneurship and starting a business, no one tells you that, well, there's, there's what there's what your passion is, right? There's what got you started in the first place. And then there's all these little add-ons like the the accounting and the HR and the operations and all these extra things that kind of start small and then they slowly begin to overtake. And if there was like a, a pie chart of all your activities, then your actual passion shrinks and shrinks because all the various minutiae creeps in. And then you get to the point where maybe that middle of the road stage where you get stuck, where your business has become a job, but worse than a job because you have even less security and even more stress. And it becomes a thing that you hated. And it's really easy to give up at that point because you say, oh, I'm, I'm on the wrong path. And you're saying, well, you're on the right path. It's just you have to push through a little bit and look at the map and say, okay, you've created this mess. And now it's time to take this piece and assign that person to it and take that piece and, and make that better. And so if someone says, okay, I have just this, all this chaos, right? I have something that's somehow working, but it's just such a, a beast. How does someone even begin to grapple with that? Like what's even the first step in, in knowing where they're at? Well, you know, very often, you know, when business owners start to think, is it the right to to scale? They start to say to themselves, what do I actually mean by scaling? What do I actually need by scaling? Will I need more expertise? Will I need more processes? Will I need more staff? Where will I get those staff from? And is there going to be a cost to scaling the business? So the consequence of that is that they think that they're just going to be taking on more burdens to the already overload that they've already got in their life and in their business so far. So they decide that it's not the right time to scale. But what I will say is, Robert, any time is the right time to scale. Once you have decided that that's the route you're going to go down, and it's really a case of getting the right processes in place, you're stepping away from being the jack of all departments and getting the right processes in place so that other people can then take over those processes. So they're well documented and they know from day one what their responsibilities are going to be. And you can step away from say the sales and the marketing, the finance, the operations, and as say, become that business leader. So the first, in answer to your question, the first thing they need to do before they scale is to get the right processes in place first. Okay. So you're, you're saying that many people say, oh, well, I'll, I'll get around to scaling after this happens, right? After I get to this level of income or after this number of years. And you're saying, well, there's really never any perfect time to scale. So then that means that any time is the right time to scale because it, it will always be kind of something that just needs to get done. 
and you're saying that we need to get the processes figured out and then the, the scaling will be much easier. So when you deal with these business owners, is there a typical process or is there like a low hanging fruit or something easy that you usually go for? Or just what can you tell us to help us understand what making a process is like? You know, first of all, Robert, I really think that it starts with the forecasting of the business. And what I find with many business owners that they don't start to forecast properly. It's, it's a case of they put some figures together, but it's like, where did those figures actually come from? How did they actually arrive at them? And forecasting may not have been a priority to them. And all of a sudden, it's becoming more and more important to them. And if they don't have that forecasting in place, they're not going to see the problems ahead. So they're not going to be able to anticipate what the problems could be. And also, when they get to a stage where perhaps they might need finance for the business, the, or a grant or a loan of any kind, the investor is going to want to see forecasting, which is going to be created. And they've got the evidence behind that forecasting so that the intelligence has been put into it. So, and that's what the, you have to get into the mind of the investor. What is it that the investor really wants? Also, the consequences of not having a forecast is you haven't really got a proper plan to work towards. So it's a case of getting the plan and then knowing what the processes are needed to put into that plan going forward. And at what stage, over every stage, what for every business it's going to be different. And, you know, I, I will give you an example for, say, McDonald's. Now, McDonald's, Ray Kroc, entered McDonald's in 1955 and saw great potential, ended up buying the business from the McDonald's brothers. And his vision was to have the biggest restaurant business in the whole of the world. And when a franchisee is buying into a McDonald's, McDonald's are known for two things, it's burgers and also it's processes and it's franchising. So business, when buying into McDonald's, knows from day one they've got a successful business. And that's because they've actually put all those processes in place so that anybody who's coming into the business, once they've been trained and coached, they can just take off from day one. And that's what every single business needs to do before they start to scale effectively. How do we tap into some of the the magic and the fun of this? Because McDonald's is a great example of it just it just seems fun, like hearing about the the processes and the step by step and how it's kind of like a franchise and it's it's plug and play. And not a lot of businesses are like that, right? A lot of businesses, it just seems like a, a big mess and just a bunch of things strung together. So how do we how do we kind of tap into your 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 accounting buzz, so to speak, of like just being excited about the numbers and the forecasting and the business plan and the investors, like what's missing from a lot of business owners that, that you kind of have as far as your excitement? Well, you know what? I always say to my clients, learn to love your figures because actually we'll get you excited. Once you've got a plan in, once 
process in place, once you've got the plan in place, and you've got those targets and those goals to work towards, and they start to actually happen, and you overachieve, then you start to get excited about it. And that's when you start to really love your figures. Because you cannot scale without getting those processes in place first. If you do, it means that your business will just become a monster and a nightmare to manage. So in order to stop that happening, have the plan in place, have the forecasting in place, have the processes in place and learn to love those figures. Because once you achieve your weekly goals, your monthly goals, your quarterly goals, your yearly goals, you do get excited even more so. And I always say to my clients, it's really important that each step of the way you celebrate each goal that you achieve. And that will bring the excitement in to loving those figures once you actually recognize your achievements and celebrate them. That's very powerful. And you're tapping into something that I just learned maybe a week or two ago, and it's that a goal is not one thing. Sometimes people say, oh, my goal is to make $20 million. But then I found out recently that a goal can be all these little milestones that you come across along the way. And so instead of saying, well, I've got this, this thing 30 years in the future that I'll never hit, then you never give yourself the, the pleasure of achieving your goal and being satisfied with that. But then by having the little goals along the way, you can just kind of have fun the entire time. And so would it be fair to say that many of the businesses you speak to Either they, they don't have these goals or these goals are not based on data. So they're not really, really tangible or, or achievable. And if someone had these goals in place, then that would lead to the excitement we're trying to find. Absolutely, it would do. Because if, if once you achieve each milestone along the way, I mean, I, I'm UK-based. So if I want to go, say, from London to Newcastle, there's certain milestones along the way which I'd have to get to. I might have to get to Oxfordshire first, and then I might need to get to Leeds. And whatever the goal is for the business, it's exactly the same as having that roadmap and stopping along the way and celebrating what you've actually achieved. Because if you don't take that time to actually celebrate your successes, it's, it's, you have to question why you're doing it. Because each success is a success. It's not what's going to happen in five years' time. It's what's happening right now, what you've achieved right now, what you've achieved in the last six months, what you've achieved in the year, the two years, and each milestone along the way. And it's so important to celebrate them because that will get the excitement back. And the very fact that the business owner then is becoming the business leader instead of the business operator He'll find, or she will find, or they will find that that fire and passion that they once had for their business has now come back and they can get excited and fired up about their business again. And, you know, the subtext of what we're talking about here as well is that you don't need to function in black and white thinking. Like I've been probably on sort of a systematizing, delegating journey myself for probably three or four years now. And I resisted right. it for, for way too long because I yeah. thought that delegating meant 
just an instant giving up of the whole business. And a lot of what we're talking about here is you're figuring out these different roles and responsibilities and, you know, systems and maybe piece by piece, you're slowly, you know, transitioning. And so as far as this idea of celebrating your wins, I used to let the black and white thinking hold me back in that sense as well. I was afraid to be happy or afraid to celebrate my wins because I thought, well, that means I'm taking my eye off the ball. And that means it, I need to remain unhappy in order to continue working really hard. So do you find that that's a, a common like mental block business owners have of like the, this black and white thinking and this like being afraid to celebrate their wins? Absolutely, it is. I and mean, they're absolutely right. There's very often that huge resistance from business owners to place, put other people in place. And as you say, to delegate, because they, they tend to hold on or sometimes they keep everything in their head and nobody knows what's in their head. So once they start to release everything from their head, get it documented, delegate it to other people, they're going to feel so much more relaxed to start with so they can actually start to enjoy the journey along the way. And as I say, to celebrate those successes and each success. And when you've got those right people, you've got somebody else who you can actually bounce ideas off, do some brainstorming with and come up with some new ideas for the business. So it's a win-win situation. I mean, in, in the, my business mastery escalator, there's six laws and one of them is modeling. And this is what I love going through with my clients because having the right business model is so important going forward. And very often business owners don't realize it's actually a business model that they've got. So what is a business model? It, it's, it's, and it's creating value for your clients while also creating value for your business. And when I go through the solution within that module with my clients, we come up with so many new ideas for the business that it can start to explode or it can add new revenue into the business that complements what they're doing already. For instance, a website developer I was working with I think he'd got about four staff working for him and he was on about a quarter of a million at the time. But there were other things which he wasn't offering to his clients, which actually complemented the business. So when we put those other things in place, within three years, he'd reached his million, his first million. So it's looking really closely at that business model and getting it out to the right people through your marketing as well. So yeah, it is a combination of lots of different, and that's when the creativity, the business owner starts to really enjoy the creativity in the business. And they can see that their business has got a brighter future than what they thought it had in the beginning. And I think I just have that skill of drilling down deep with businesses to find out what else they can offer, what else they can do, how they can innovate, how they can change. But I, mean, I think COVID brought this on for a lot of businesses because 
to the businesses to survive, they had to create new ways of working very often. And that they had to do something different. They had to make some changes. And it's through making those changes when they were forced to do it, that actually COVID was over. They got new revenues as well as their own revenues of business coming back in as well. Yes, COVID forced many of us to innovate. And even the, even the video chat we're having right now, before COVID, the video quality was not as good and not everyone had video and the technology was not as simple. And it was just kind of limping along. And it was just sort of the, the whole video chat concept in general was just sort of struggling and it was just okay enough. And yeah. and COVID has forced many of the it's it's weeded out some of the unsuccessful successful businesses, but then the ones that were doing just okay kind of were forced to get everything in gear and to then break through on the other side even better than they were before. And so what I'm getting from our conversation here is that the excitement and the creativity that these business owners want to get back, it's on the other side of going through a, a few of these steps here of having someone like you to drill down and see those blind spots and get things a little more organized because up until now, they've maybe lucked into some of their success on accident, which is great, but eventually luck runs out and eventually you hit some sort of a problem that you just cannot continue forward with using what got you to this point. And so people definitely need you and your services, especially because we've been saying this whole conversation that there's a difference between being passionate about your industry and what you're creating versus the business structure in general. It's it's two different things. And once again, one of those lessons that they never tell us entrepreneurs until it's too late and we're already in it. And then someone like you has to say, it's great that you love web design, or it's great if you're McDonald's, you love making burgers, but there's also the the operational side of things where you need someone like Jacqueline Day to jump in. And so I want to, in a moment, explain about you and your company and your services. But first, in just a few minutes, can you give us a, a quick summary of the six laws? Because you mentioned the, that modeling is a part of it. And this idea of the six laws seems really fascinating. So is there a way to give us a, a tease about the six laws really quickly here? I can give you a tease about the six laws. Absolutely delighted to. The first law is manifesting. And businesses sometimes just don't realize exactly what they're capable of manifesting. So the law of manifestation, it's, it's when your thoughts and your beliefs and, and your actions create that vision for you. But very often, I find that businesses they have that gap of where they are right now to where they want to be. So we really explore what that gap is so that when we've gone, explored the, the manifesting, we have a solution to come out with for them, which is the bridge of success. And with the modeling, I kind of already explained what the modeling is. And that is where we really do find some extra value for clients, extra value for the business and new streams of revenue to come in for the business or to expand and innovate on what they've already got. 
And then the third law is the law of marketing, and it's getting the right message out to the right audience at the right time. And this, the solution I have is a five-step process for doing that. And then we look at how can we maximize the business? And that's when we start to look at the processes, also the different ways that that business actually be maximized and the next law is mapping once we've got the manifesting the modeling the marketing and the maximization we look at how we're actually going to map that into the business so we've got the processes in place and then we start to set those goals those milestones and very often a none of my businesses have actually put this into the wall in their business so that everybody in the business knows exactly who should be doing it, what, at what time, and exactly where they are on that journey in that roadmap. And then we come on to the business maturing. So that's when we develop our leadership skills. Once we're a mature business, that's when the business owner really steps into that leadership role so that they are working on the vision, the goals, and strategizing and leading the way and enrolling people to follow him in that map that he's in the map that they've all been part of creating for the business. Amazing. So overview of them, of, of the six, and it's a three day program. And this definitely seems like a place where we all need to be because there's the starting point, which is struggling with the day-to-day, -day, putting out fires, being stressed out, going from one task to the next, never enough time versus thinking about the future, planning, forecasting, leadership, saying, who do I need to hire? How can I expand? And if you think about wh whoever's running McDonald's these days, whatever room that's in where they're planning McDonald's, are they, you know, shuffling a lot of papers or are they buried in paperwork? No, they they probably are on a whiteboard saying like, how can we make McDonald's the go to the next level, right? They're thinking about the future and the next steps and optimism and all those other things and just the, the positivity of where they will go next. And that really seems like a place where we all want to be, where we can be calm again and focused and logical and strategic and just take the the lightning in the bottle that has gotten us this far and really turned it into, into something that's a whole new animal, something that's we never even imagined it could even be this large or be at this scale. And so if someone has been listening to our podcast interview today, Jacqueline, they say, you know, Jacqueline, she has made all sorts of important points and maybe even it's hit home where, I, where I've said, well, I, I sometimes I don't even know what I don't know. And there are definitely things I'd like to change in my business. How can someone take the next step with you? How can they find you, contact you, find out about this 3D program? Where do they go to learn more and do more? Yeah. Well, they can go to my website, coaching.com. I actually do, I am starting to run a 90-minute webinar or Zoom to start with. And it yes. will be an introduction. It could be the Business Mastery Escalator Experience, where 
I explain those six laws in a little bit more depth to people. So then they can choose whether they want me to help them implement them in their business to come onto my three-day programme. So that would be strategicperformancecoaching.com forward slash escalator. Strategicperformancecoaching.com forward slash escalator. And you know, Jacqueline, the, the metaphor that's I haven't been able to get out of my mind or entire conversation is you mentioned about going from one city to some other city and like taking an airplane flight. And you always hear about how when a plane is traveling from point A to point B, 95% of the time they're, they're off course because they're accounting for the curvature of the earth. So they have some sort of advanced plan for that. And also you hear about if the plane is like one degree off, they'll end up on a whole other continent. And what, what's unfortunate is that so many businesses are running their business just one degree off. The, the plane is pointed in, the, in some other wrong direction, and they think it's just a minor issue, but over time that will compound into just being thousands of miles or, or kilometers off course, and they don't even know yet how, how bad it could be, but luckily there's time to save the day, and the future can be bright and can be prosperous, but they need to take action now and realize that they can't do it alone, that they need your help and they can find that help at strategicperformancecoaching.com forward slash escalator. And so as we're wrapping up, winding down our conversation here, Jacqueline, something that I've really I helpful. Add, can I just add also? Add away. To, yeah, by the way, I'm quite happy for people to, for future clients to email me on Jacqueline, strategicperformancecoaching.com and we can arrange a mutual time to have a, chat, an initial chat about the programs on Alpha. I'm quite happy about that. Very Just good. Jack, Jacqueline at strategicperformancecoaching.com and very good for you for being accessible in that way because sometimes people just go to a website and they leave, but then if they email you directly, then that means that they really want help and you can arrange that meeting. And so, so as I was saying, sometimes I like to think back and say, you know, what do I wish I knew 20 years ago, right? If, if I could tell myself, 20 years ago, some message sent back in the past to change things, to save myself some frustration, I think to myself, what would that be? So is there something along those lines for you? Is there something where you wish you would have gotten such and such lesson, quote, or advice 20 years ago would that would have changed anything? Anything come to mind as far as like some profound message? Yeah, there is, Robert, actually. Thank you for asking. I would say it's never about resources. It's always about resourcefulness. It's how we can, as businesses, be as resourceful as possible. And that is when we step into our creativity. I love it. Jacqueline at strategicperformancecoaching.com and strategicperformancecoaching.com slash escalator to overcome those excuses and say, oh, I don't have enough resources. Well, no one does, or sometimes people squander their resources. So it's time to be more resourceful. And Jacqueline can be one of these resources that illuminates the things that you don't even know that you, you have within you and within your business and in your potential. So strategicperformancecoaching.com slash escalator. We will see you there. And thank you, Jacqueline, for a wonderful conversation and some really mind-blowing advice. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure, Robert. Thank you very much indeed. It's been an absolute honor. I've really enjoyed talking to you.